By a show of hands, who's seen In the Heights? Have you seen it? Raise your hand. All right, we've had a good portion of people. If you've ever been to Washington Heights, you ever been to Washington Heights or have you ever been there? Okay, awesome. Well, uh, so for those of you that don't know, we've been in a series called At the Movies, which is just a fun, creative series where we take a scene from a movie or a trailer, a movie that we all uh, have seen or heard of, and then we try to connect the spiritual dots. We try to find you know, these, these little scriptural truths. If you've ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, hmm, that scene right there, that could preach, that's exactly what this series is about. Those little moments, those little times when you watch that show, you watch that movie, you read that book, and you're like, wow, there's some more that we can dig behind there. That's what this series is all about. Now, In the Heights is a musical that takes place in Washington Heights, right? Right here in, uh, in New York City. And it's all about a neighborhood of people who, like many of us that are here in this room, like, like many of you guys, these people are full of dreams and aspirations of making it, right? They, they want to make it and they want to carry out what they believe to be their life mission. For example, you have Nina Rosario, right? She's one of the characters played by Leslie Grace in the movie. She's the only one from her family to be able to move on and pursue a college education. So she makes it to Stanford University, and her character in the movie is an inspiration and represents the hope to obtain opportunities outside of Washington Heights. Of course, you have also the character Abuela Claudia in the movie, who's the matriarch of the block, right? She's the matriarch of the neighborhood. She's the neighborhood grandma who emigrated from the city by way of Cuba. And she's the oldest, and she's been in the heights the longest from everybody in the cast. And, uh, and, and she's she struggled to find work. She struggled to learn English. But in the process, she found a greater purpose by and a greater meaning by raising up the neighborhood kids and just being the neighborhood grandma and taking them under her wings and providing a safe space. Of course, you have the Piraguero himself, which is played by none other than Lin-Manuel, right? And he walks around the hot city streets to sell his piragua to his thirsty neighbors. He represents the hustle and bustle and the grind of making it in the city. And he also brings the flavors of the Caribbean to the heights, representing the rhythms of the island in the big city. And of course, you have our main character, Usnavi, which, by the way, is played by Bushwick's own Anthony Ramos. Did you guys know that? Bushwick's own Anthony Ramos plays the main character in the movie Usnavi. Bushwick is represent represented big time by this guy right here in the leading role. And his character has the desire to carry on his family's dreams. You see, his parents emigrated from the Dominican Republic, landed in Washington Heights. However, he lost both his parents. He, but he never lost the hope and the dream to live out the best parts of his memories back in DR. And there's one thing each of these characters have in common in this movie. And that is that they all have a sueñito. They all have a dream to see something great and awesome come out of their lives and from their experiences. They all, that's the common theme that is weaved throughout this movie. Throughout the movie, all our characters are wrestling with what they believe is their calling in life and the challenges that stand in the way of seeing those sueñitos come to fruition. Those obstacles, some of the obstacles of, of poverty or education, 
or confusion or unmet expectations. There's even obstacles of love and obstacles of loss that get in the way of fleshing out these dreams in the characters in our movie. And so as I watched this movie, so many emotions stirred up in me. I don't know about you guys while you watched it, but a lot of emotions stirred up in me. There were so many themes in this movie that I can relate to. Uh, you know, as a Latino, as born and raised in New York City and the kind of the city life, there was a lot of things that I connected to. The characters were very relatable on so many levels. And I could really see throughout this movie so many gospel connections weaved throughout the narrative as well. But one major thing that popped out at me as I saw the trailer, rewatched the movie and stuff, one major thing that popped up for me, and I put it on the screen for you guys, is this question right here. What is God's sueñito for Bushwick? What is God's sueñito? What is God's dream? Think with me for a second. If, if the clouds pulled back and if the heavens opened up and God's screenplay rolled out for in the Bushwick, right? And it was starring you and you and you and me. How would it play out? How would, how would God's screenplay play out for in the Bushwick? What's the narrative that would play out? What role would you play in the script? How would your story weave into God's story for Bushwick, Brooklyn? What is God's heart for our community? What does he desire? Not only for, for you and for me, but what is God's heart and desire for our neighbors, for your family, for your friends, for, for the people that you rode next to on the bus and on the train this week, to the doctors and nurses at Wyckoff Hospital two blocks from here, or the lady that sells shish kebabs and, and ices, and the guy at the dry cleaners, and the people that make your bacon, egg, and cheese at the bodega, and, and the church down the block. What is God's heart for them? And what is God's heart dream for this community? Did, did you ever ask yourself that question? Did you ever pause to think, what is God's sueñito for Bushwick? For the rest of our time, that's what I want to answer for us. I want to answer this question for us. But as we discuss this, I want to invite you to think about what's your role in God's sueñito for Bushwick? How does the unique dream that God has placed in your heart intertwine with his dream for our neighborhood? What role do you have to play? What is God's sueñito for Bushwick? Number one, I think, you can write this down in your notes, I think part of God's dream for Bushwick is that the lost would be found. That the lost would be found. You know, all around us, on every block, at every intersection, at every school, in every firehouse and precinct here in our neighborhood, across the street, from Flushing to Cooper, from Wyckoff to Broadway, there are people that are far from God. There are neighbors who have not experienced the goodness of God through Jesus. There are family members, there's friends, there's strangers who have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. There are people that have left to their own devices are heading for an eternity apart from God. There is a world where people are attempting to satisfy their eternal cravings with things that will never satisfy. 
people in our neighborhood that are attempting to find meaning and purpose in things that will ultimately always fall short. What do you think this does to the heart of God? I think it breaks his heart. And his desires that all would come to repentance. He offers his love and the opportunity to repent and put faith in Jesus to all. This is something that is available to everyone and anyone. And in the New Testament, some of the followers of Jesus grew uh, desperate for his return. I imagine, you know, these Christians, especially the early church, they grew weary and tired, especially of seeing all the horrors that were being committed to the first Christians and the leaders of the early church. And it's in that context that, pen, that, that Peter pens these words right here. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Look at what it says. Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise as some understand delay, but he's patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. You guys, I see, you see that I believe God's sueñito for Bushwick would, in, would involve looking at all our neighbors and our family and our friends who are living without experiencing the true hope and love and mercy and grace that is found in Jesus Christ. And this is ultimately the whole purpose, right? Why Jesus came into the world. God looking down on his creation, seeing that we are doomed for destruction because our sin separated us from him. But in comes Jesus, God in flesh, who lives a perfect and sinless life. And he's unjustly punished and executed on our behalf for our sin. And then miraculously raised from the grave, conquering Satan's sin and death, granting forgiveness of sin and new life to all who would put their faith in him. You know, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible has to be Luke chapter 15, which talks about these three parables Jesus shares. We learn about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And in all three of these parables, we learn about the Father's love and the extent with which He's willing to go to to rescue one person, to rescue one soul. And as I walk the streets of my neighborhood and as I go through the hallways of my apartment complex and, and as I go through the playgrounds of our parks, I can't help but see that this is God's sueñito for my neighborhood, that the lost would be found. So what are you contributing to God's dream of seeking and saving the lost? What rhythms are you intentionally building into your life to join God in pursuit of those people in our community that God so desperately loves and gave Jesus for? If this is God's dream, shouldn't it be our dream too? What is God's sueñito for Bushwick number two? That the found would be family. His dream is that the lost would be found and that the found would be family. You know, guys, we all have this in common. Everybody here in this room, whether you're introverted or extroverted, whether you're a bookworm or an adrenaline junkie, whether you are a talker or a listener, it doesn't matter. We all have the desire and the need for two things. That is to be needed and known. We all have that desire deep within inside of us. We all have a desire for community. Listen, whether you consider yourself an outgoing person or not, here's what's true about each of us. 
God has wired us for a need for community. You can be a loner. You can enjoy a book by yourself at the park. But even you have a God-given need not only to receive from community, but also to contribute to it. In week one of our series, you guys might remember, I spoke about how we are all welcome into the family of God through Jesus to form this new family. And God could have done a number of different things to raise disciples of Jesus, but he chose the local church. He chose the local church as the avenue to formulate this new family. So I strongly believe that if God's sueñito for Bushwick is that the lost would be found, then his dream would also include that the found would become a part of a new family. Look at what John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13 says. You have it there in your notes. It's also on the screen. It says, But to all who did receive him, that is, that all who received Christ, he gave them the right to be children of God. You might want to underline that part right there in your notes. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. He called them children of God. And this is such a beautiful picture that we see painted all over the scriptures. A new family that is formed around the gospel. And we become children of God. It's not one that is determined by, by blood or skin color or background status or ethnicity, but one that is formed around this new covenant. And we all have this shared experience that we were all doomed and headed for destruction because of our sinfulness and folly, but that God stepped in and he rescued us from our desolation and he welcomed us with forgiveness, with love, with mercy. And that he writes a new narrative upon our hearts and he sets us apart for his glory and our good. And this is a part of God's sueñito for our community. This is a part of his dream to see a beautiful, diverse, messy, maybe a little crazy family founded upon the gospel of Jesus. A family that is willing to love with reckless abandon. A family that will extend grace and forgiveness. A family that will remain dedicated to love and growing one another as disciples of Jesus. A family that will provide a place for people to belong even before they believe. What are you doing to contribute to God's sueñito of forming a flawed family following and in submission to a perfect Jesus? How are you contributing to that dream of God? Are you a lone ranger, unwilling to admit your need for community? Or are you actively fighting against Jesus' family, nitpicking and finding everything wrong with this imperfect family? Or do you choose to love and serve and help form this new family under the banner of Jesus? Are you contributing to creating a welcoming and loving environment for all who would step through the doors of our church or, or a life group or a community outreach? Because I believe that part of God's dream for Bushwick is that the found will become family. And here's the last thing. Number three, what is God's sueñito for Bushwick? That family would be on mission. That the lost would be found that the found would be family, and that the family would be on mission. I think that the last part of God's sueñito for Bushwick would be to see this new family that's formed under the gospel of Jesus, activating their gifts and their talents and their abilities to serve, love, and sacrifice in order to see 
in order to continue seeing God rescue neighbors that are far from God. I really do believe that it's so unfortunate that in the U.S. we have this attitude and thought that the church exists for us. To play the music that we like, to be in a venue with comfortable seats and air conditioning and to serve the right flavor and temperature of coffee. We unfortunately have this consumeristic way of viewing the church and we think, this is what we oftentimes think, what does the church contribute to me? As opposed to asking the question, what am I able to contribute to the church so that collectively as a church, we can bring good news to the world? And there's absolutely no way that this is what Jesus had in mind when he gave his life for the church. Jesus didn't die so that we can have comfy seats. He died so that we could experience the grace of God and with that new life, go and tell the world about Jesus and to go into the world and show and share the love of Jesus. As, uh, as I was preparing this message, this picture came to my mind. All right, ladies, this is for you. You give me some feedback and you tell me. Ladies, is there anything more unattractive than a dude that is sitting on the couch all day, beer belly hanging out, never getting off the couch to work, to provide, to help around the house, or to do anything, right? Just sit there, or sit down all day, sit around, drink beer, and watch reruns of Friends all day. Is there anything more unattractive than that? Any lady here is like, yeah, that's my dream man. Anybody? Nobody, right? Yet, that's how many of us live our lives spiritually, though, isn't it? We sit on the church pew. We watch reruns of the same message because it's always the same message, guys. I'm preaching from the same book every Sunday, right? It's always about Jesus. We watch reruns of the same message, but we never get up and do anything. This is not God's dream. That we would sit idly by and not actively engage our neighbors or make a difference in our community and spread the love of Jesus with this world. A person in the scriptures who really understood this was Paul. He totally got this in the New Testament. Listen to the passion and dedication. He writes these words in Acts chapter 20. He says these words, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. This is what Paul says. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. I consider my life of no value except to fulfill the purpose that God's placed on my life. Part of God's sueñito for Bushwick is to see a family mobilized to be on mission for the sake of the gospel. A family that is bold enough to take Jesus at his word seriously enough to go and share about his love with their lost friends, family, and neighbors. A family filled with so much faith that they're willing to risk reputation and rapport just to see people put their trust and faith in Jesus. This is God's dream for Bushwick. Can you say like Paul, I consider my life worth nothing. I consider my life of no value. Can you say like Paul that my purpose is to finish my course and fulfill the ministry that I've received from Jesus and to share the gospel? Because this is God's dream for you. Within all those other dreams that you have, 
underlying all of it is that God wants to use your life for His glory and to spread His love to the lost and a dying world. Underneath all those other dreams and aspirations that you personally have, God's dream is to use your life for His glory, your good, and for the good of others. Will you fulfill this dream? I'm afraid that too many of us get lost in our own dreams. That we neglect the dream that God has for us to help seek and save the lost. And so here's my prayer for us today. That God would break our hearts for this community. That we might see his dream and be an answer to his call. So that the lost may be found, the found become family, and the family be on mission. That's my prayer for all of us today. Let's pray. God, I pray, uh, Lord, for the loss in our community, Father. There's so many of my neighbors, God, that live in my building, people on this block, across the street, and around Bushwick, in a lost and dying world, who are living their life without hope, and living their lives without Jesus. So God, I just pray that you would help formulate this new family. God, would you help us be okay with not being okay? Would you help us, Lord, be okay with being this messy, uh, beautiful, gifted family, Lord, that you've brought together? And I, I pray, God, that you would empower us to live a life on mission. God, that we wouldn't be satisfied with uh, cushy seats, Lord, and, and, a, and a good service to attend. But that we might say like Paul, Lord, that we consider our lives of no value unless we accomplish why you put us on earth for. And so God, I pray, break our hearts, God, for what breaks yours. And help us to bring good news, Lord, to our neighbors in this community. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.